I'm WUWM's Angelina Mosier-Salazar. And I'm Lake Effects' Audrey Nowakowski. For continuing coverage of our Project Milwaukee series, we are going to examine the city of Milwaukee's response to two major threats to clean drinking water, cryptosporidium and lead. I'll start by stating the obvious. Crypto and lead are not the same thing. Crypto had one parasitic source, and lead has many. Crypto quickly made people visibly sick, and lead can be in the body for a long time without showing any side effects. But with that said, crypto and lead are widespread concerns that reveal vulnerabilities in drinking water infrastructure. So let's start by looking back at the cryptosporidium outbreak in the spring of 1993. Is Milwaukee's water safe or not? There is still no definite answer to that question, and there may not be until at least next week. That's Bob Bach from WUWM's archives. This is as large numbers of people started to get sick. At first, they felt like they had a terrible flu. Today, people recall what they went through. One day I, you know, I turned on our faucet and it just came out looking like sewer water. We had many people coming in with severe stomach issues and the advice given out by a pharmacist or doctor would be told to drink water, stay hydrated, drink more water, take Imodium, you'll feel better in a few days. As people kept drinking water, they got sicker and sicker until officials identified the cause. Cryptosporidium. Cryptosporidium is really a parasite and to be really technical, a protozoan, a type of parasite that is found throughout many watersheds, throughout lakes, rivers, streams, and even in soils. Paul Biedritsky was the manager of environmental health for the city of Milwaukee during the outbreak. He notes that cryptosporidiosis can be very severe and even fatal. Children, pregnant women, and people who are immunosuppressed, like those with HIV or AIDS, were especially at risk. At least 104 deaths were recorded, more than 400,000 people were sickened, and over 4,000 were hospitalized. So how did this happen? While health officials never discovered the exact cause of crypto, Biedrzewski says things like high rivers, pollution, and sewage overflows resulted in a large brown plume entering near Shore Lake, Michigan. And the cribs, or water intakes for either treatment plant, are located um, offshore at that time in a fairly short distance offshore in fairly shallow water. Biedritsky says since crypto was considered a subtropical disease, it wasn't really on our radar in the U.S. But the city had some idea something was happening after it became aware of widespread illness and of complaints made to the Milwaukee Waterworks. In retrospect, we now realize that complaints about odor, water color, and water taste were being made to the water utility weeks in advance. So murky water was reported at the Southside Howard Avenue Water Purification Plant from March 23rd to April 8th. On April 7th, then-Mayor John Norquist released a boil water advisory, and on the 9th, the city shut down the treatment plant. Biedritsky says the outbreak could have been identified sooner if communication was more open between city health professionals and the water utility. This difference in cultures between water utility professionals and public health professionals, and certainly that played a role in impeding or inhibiting early warning and detection related to this outbreak. Once crypto was identified, the city made the following steps. It extended the water intake further and deeper into Lake Michigan, upgraded both water treatment facilities, changed the filtration systems, and added extra disinfectants. Milwaukee went from having the nation's worst outbreak of waterborne disease to providing some of the best drinking water in the country. Now when Angelina looked at the city's response to lead in the water, it's a different story. You're right, Audrey. So lead pipes pose a risk to drinking water. They always have. But in 2015, the city discovered that something it was doing was increasing that risk. 
The city's standard operating procedure when fixing water mains disturbed lead lateral pipes, causing lead to get into the water. Almost a year later, the city issues a moratorium. No more work was to be done to water mains connected to lead pipes. Meanwhile, national experts are saying the way to deal with lead pipes is to completely remove them. Faced with exorbitant costs, Milwaukee didn't do that. Instead, the city sent a letter to about 70,000 older homes with lead laterals, and it advised the residents there to let their faucets run for a few minutes to flush the pipes to reduce their risk of lead exposure. The use of water filters was more like a suggestion at this time. Until seven months later, when Mayor Tom Barrett sat on a panel with Mark Edwards, a national lead expert, and after the discussion, the mayor told reporters that he strongly advises using a filter. And this came as a surprise to many. Really? Why haven't we heard about this before? That's Barbara Miner, a River West resident whose home had a lead lateral. This is a public health issue. Where's the public health campaign? Two months later, in the fall of 2016, the city worked with community partners to make filters available. But as our environmental reporter Susan Bentz noted, there wasn't enough to meet the demand. At one Southside distribution location alone, supplies tapped out within an hour. 100 people penciled their names onto a waiting list. At the same time, community activists were putting pressure on the city to do more to respond to concerns about lead. So at the start of 2017, the city implemented a new policy. Now, when there's a break in the pipes, the city replaces the entire lead service line. But the city does charge homeowners to replace their side. To ease the burden, that fee is capped at $1,600 and can be broken up over 10 years. But even this measure sparked debate. Here's Alderwoman Malele Coggs. The greater bone of contention seems to be right now the city, based on a proposal, will pay for 85% of the expense of the lateral. There are some of those who believe that the city should take on 100%. Shortly after that, the city unveiled another effort. Lead is a natural element found in the Earth's crust. A lead-safe campaign. It was criticized by community advocates who wanted a more forceful message. Common Council President Ashanti Hamilton says the city wasn't swift enough in its response. It was too slow. We could have done uh, a much better job as a city. Meanwhile, community organizations and activists stepped in to provide more public education about the lead risk. So where are things today? The city doesn't have a systematic plan to get rid of lead laterals block by block. The city is replacing lead service lines only when and where there's a break in the line. And according to the Department of Waterworks, as of April 29th, just under 1,800 lead laterals have been replaced. But at this rate, it would take more than 70 years to replace all the lead laterals in the city, whereas crypto was resolved in less than a year. So what can this comparison tell us? For one, crypto was framed as an urgent public health emergency. There was a boil water advisory and a water treatment plant was closed. Lead is being framed as a non-urgent water utility infrastructure issue. In the wake of both incidents, city officials say they're confident in the water quality. This is Karen Detmer, the supervisor of Milwaukee Waterworks. We are consistently looking at opportunities to become smarter and better treat our water to make sure that it is the best drinking water. Despite Detmer's confidence, today there are people who pause at the faucet, whether it's because they lived through the crypto outbreak in 1993 or because they think the city isn't doing enough to address lead in the water. For Project Milwaukee, I'm Angelina Mosier-Salazar. And I'm Audrey Nolkowski.